Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, a couple of things. First off, this is the first episode on Spotify that also has a video to go with it, so you can actually watch the podcast. So if you're not watching on Spotify, you're just gonna be hearing the audio, but if you're on Spotify, you can see me right now. That's kinda new. Let me know what you think of this. In this episode of the podcast, we're just gonna be replaying a YouTube live event I just had. I just finished the stream two seconds ago, and now we're gonna play it here on the podcast for anyone else who wants to listen to it after the fact. Fair warning, this episode is about two hours long so buckle up and this episode is all about Black Friday all of the new deals that are coming out right now on fitness tech and running gear but I also take Q&A from the people in the live chat during this live event to talk about other stuff where we just talk about GPS watches or running or shoes all kinds of stuff I think we kind of cover all the bases in this one and with that I hope you enjoyed the episode Well, hey everybody, welcome back. We are live today here on YouTube. I hope you like the holiday music I've got going in the background right now. <laughs> really cheesing it up today. Check out the shirt, check out the music. Oh, we're doing it. All right, so uh, I'm live today because obviously it is Black Friday and uh, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of deals out there and um, I wanna talk about the deals, but more importantly, I wanna answer some questions. Um, I get a lot of messages in my Instagram on YouTube comments, my email, Facebook, personal Facebook, everywhere. Uh, and people always have questions like, should I buy this? Should I buy that? And I have a hard time getting back to everybody. So I wanna use this live stream as a way to communicate with you. So if you are interested or had a question for me, or maybe you messaged me and I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, drop it in the live chat and I'll bring you up on screen and we can talk about it real time on the air today. Um, Second thing I wanna talk about is uh, today the live stream is sponsored by playbetter.com. And I've been working with playbetter.com on various videos. You've probably heard me mention them before in the past. And um, they've been awesome. They've really taken my channel to the next level. They've been great to work with. And they sell Garmin, Coros, Polar. Uh, they also sell golf stuff in, if you're into that. They have free two-day shipping and they have uh, a no hassle 60 day return policy that's been extended into uh, 2022 uh, for the holidays. So check out the links in the description if you're interested in picking up anything I talk about today because odds are Play Better will have it. And they're actually selling my hat now. You can buy like a Venue 2 with my hat. And I thought that was pretty cool too. So um, if you're picking something up, you can bundle it with a Chase Summit hat, which is awesome. Okay, uh, with that out of the way, I've got a few topics to talk about. Um, I also have, I've been trying to keep up with, let me show you that now, this kind of like deal tracker spreadsheet, which let's see if I can bring that up. There it is. Uh, you can go over to chase slash deals. And I also have that link down below and I've got as much information as I can get on here right now. Um, still working on it, still work in progress. I'm trying to keep it as up to date as possible with all the things I'm personally interested in. So you'll find Garmin wearables, you'll find Coros wearables, Suunto, uh, Polar, Apple, Fitbit, TicWatch, Samsung. I mean, there's there's a lot of information in here with all of like the craziest deals I've been able to find. And like I said, these are just things I'm interested in. So um, you might be too. Uh, and all of those links are, uh, they're affiliate links. They do help support my channel, but not all of them. Like for instance, here, the Skydio 2 drone is something I desperately want to buy, but I can't 
I can't wrap my head around it because it's a little bit expensive, uh, but it's it's on a, it has a really good deal right now. So I've got that listed there too, just because I think it's cool. I don't get any money from that link in particular, but uh, it's still a great deal. Okay, uh, we've got some people already in the uh, chat here. Let's see if we've got any questions. Um, let me know if I sound good, by the way. I've got some new audio hardware and I'm, I've been here for an hour messing around with it before the stream. <laughs> All right, so we've, we've actually got a comment or a, a live chat before we even started the stream uh, from Johnny Flea. Uh, is the Garmin Phoenix 6 Pro a good day-to-day uh, -day productivity? I want to get it since it's over 300 euros off right now. Yeah, I mean... It does just about everything really well. Uh, it's, a, it's a solid all-around watch. Um, you just have to wrap your head around the two things. The price is steep even on discount. It's on great sale right now. But if you're somebody just looking for like an everyday wearable, you know, even a $550 Garmin Phoenix 6 might be overkill for you. But it is a great day-to-day -day watch. I, I enjoy wearing I'm wearing one right now. This is the 47-millimeter um, uh, Garmin Phoenix 6. Okay, uh, next up we've got Rasal. Who? Ooh, can I say that? Let's try it. Who's Huzinov? <laughs> I, I probably butchered that. I I apologize. Uh, he says, "Don't. They're going to release the Garmin Phoenix Seven and no upgrades to previous models. That's business. Get yourself a Chorus. Ah, that's not totally true. So Garmin does roll out uh, new features to older hardware, but they they only limit that to like one generation old. So if you've got last year, you know, a previous generation, um, they'll keep it up to date. They'll add stuff to it as long as new stuff comes out, particularly with the Phoenix, cause it's kind of their flagship. But yeah, once the Phoenix seven comes out, if there's really, um, you know, big leaps in technology there, they likely will not include that for obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, that is a, a strong point to Coros. I'll, I'll give you that. I do like that Coros keeps adding stuff to their old hardware. And we're going to talk about Coros, uh, in terms of good deals in a little bit, because they're doing some interesting stuff. Uh, okay, Garmin Venue 2, bought two weeks ago for 319, good deal, goodbye. <laughs> Matt Legrand, brilliant shirt. Can anyone get the quote? It's actually, the movie it's from is actually at the bottom of it, so it's cut off by my table here. Uh, so drop that in the chat if you know the, the quote that this shirt is, is uh, claiming here. Jess Kaplan, uh, hey, hey, give me ideas for Jason. Fun story, uh, Jess and her uh, boyfriend, husband, I'm not sure, uh, Jason, uh, they actually gave me a ride from an aid station back to the beginning of her, or the end of her race not long ago. So I just, thank you for the ride. I appreciate that. Uh, some ideas for Jason, um, maybe some more shoes. He's an ultra runner, so, you know, no shortage of shoes. Uh, Garmin Venue 2S or any other watch. Uh, depends what you want. Uh, Daily Driver. I got to put my phone on mute. Dang. Uh, Daily Driver would be a good Venue 2. is a great watch. It's like a daily, everyday watch. It's got a great display. Also, if you're interested, check out my table right now. I've got like 45 different things going on. I just kind of dumped it out. I probably should have organized it a little bit better. But I've got all my watches. I've got my earbuds over here just for, you know, so I can talk about them in real time. Uh, let's see. Here's a good question. Uh, John Rambo, Chorus Apex will never go on sale, I assume. Yeah, you know what? 
Koros doesn't put things on sale. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's their their thing. And, you know, I, I think it works for them. I think they price their stuff aggressively enough where they don't really have to put anything on sale, especially like the Apex, because um, that at 300 bucks, it's one of the better values out there. And like the Pace 2, how do you even put the Pace 2 on sale? It's 200 bucks. You get a lot for your money there. Uh, but yeah, the higher end watches, they don't typically put on sale. However, you will find... Again, let's go to the uh, deal tracker sheet here. If we drop down to Koros, there's a couple of things going on with Koros. First of all, the uh, Vertex 1, they did something interesting here. If you watch my first Koros Vertex review, that was over a year ago, I I gave them a ding in, because they they have these like crazy packaging. They've got a flight case inside of their, their box, which is kind of ridiculous. And that obviously adds to the cost. So I said, you know, take the, get rid of that and then drop the price down because the price is pretty high. Um, and they did exactly that. They actually reduced the packaging. They got rid of the flight case and they just went to a standard uh, small box for the original Corvus Vertex 1 and they knocked $100 off the price. That is a great buy at $499. You're getting a really solid watch because, where is it? Let's see if I can find it on my table of things. Oh, there it is. Uh, the Chorus Vertex 1, there it is. Uh, what's awesome about the Vertex 1 is that, you know, just like uh, just like Chorus is used to, they added, um, oh man, I'm messing with my cameras too much. They added mapping to the Chorus Vertex 1, and they added some new features to it, which is, you know, why I like Chorus. They they really listen to their their users, and they add stuff to older hardware, and they made the Vertex 1 cheaper, so that's just a great buy at this point, I think. Even though that wasn't your question. <laughs> I'm going to move the chat down a little. There we go. Uh, we got Realme. Garmin Phoenix 7, any news? There's a question I get all the time. No, uh, unfortunately not. And if I had any, you know, insider knowledge, I wouldn't be able to share it. I can tell you I don't. Um, I've asked them. <laughs> because we all kind of want to know. But uh, right now, yeah, it's it's weird. I can only assume there's some supply chain issues with Garmin, maybe, that's preventing it from coming out. Your guess is as good as mine. But I really thought we were going to see something for the holiday season this year. Unfortunately, nothing yet. Stephanie Lopez, hey Dave, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I did. Uh, we spent it over at uh, my wife's parents' house and the kids had a blast. We ate a lot of turkey and a uh, little known fact, my dad makes the best meatballs and brings them to our <laughs> Thanksgiving every year. So he's the, uh, the meatball guy. <laughs> uh, Matt Legrand, sadly, if Dave knew anything about the Phoenix seven, he wouldn't be able to talk about it. There you go. Question answered. And I really don't, if I knew something and I was hiding, I'd be like, I would just probably not show that on the screen. So but people ask all the time. I know everyone wants to know where that Phoenix 7 is. Hello, Dave. Should I buy the Phoenix 6 Pro at $450 or wait for the... Is this going to be the trend of the live stream? Wait for the Phoenix 7. It's up to you. I mean, the thing about this... So if, look, you can look at this two ways. Uh, the Phoenix 7 or whatever they call it. It might not even be called a 7, right? Um that will definitely be an awesome device and have new features and probably better battery life. Oh, who knows, right? It's going to be great, but it's going to be expensive. It could be even more expensive than 
what we're seeing with the Garmin Fenix 6s at retail pricing, you know, standard MSRP pricing. And at that, if you think about that, you know, a Garmin Fenix 6 Sapphire is $850. So say a Fenix 7 Sapphire comes out at $900, they mark it up $50 for incremental updates or whatever. Uh, so you're looking at a $450 Garmin Phoenix 6 or $550 uh, Garmin Phoenix 6 Sapphire right now on sale or a $900 device. That's almost twice twice the price. Will it be twice as good? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, but I'm probably going to say no. I mean, I think what we'll see on the Phoenix 7 is probably the new heart rate sensor that's on the um, Garmin Venue 2, if I can find it on my table here. We'll probably get that new heart rate sensor. There it is with the, uh, you know, Elevate 4.0 on the back, which has treated me well so far. And we'll probably get some other new doodads and widgets. Um, but will it be twice twice as good as a Phoenix 6? That would be a tall order. If it was, it would be the most amazing watch ever because the Phoenix 6 is pretty awesome already. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's hard, hard to say. But if you need something now, I always say just buy now, right? Because if you wait and you're, you're messing around with like a, you get a Garmin 45 and you run ultras for instance, and your battery's dying and it's just super frustrating. The Garmin Phoenix six is going to feel like a massive leap upgrade for you. So it's still worth it. Uh, for a skier in the winter and a cyclist in the summer, would you recommend the 455 or the 245? I don't think the 55 has ski profile, but the 245 does. That's a good question. I actually don't remember if the 50, I got it right here. Let's take a look real time. Uh, activities run high intensity workouts, other do, 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 do. Yeah. No skiing on the 55. Uh, the 245, I believe does, but I, I will confirm at this very moment. That's the 245. Luckily I charged all these. You, you should see what it's like to charge 30 different watches <laughs> at the same time. Uh, we've got cardio Pilates. No, um, no skiing on either one, which isn't surprising, but you can make a custom profile on the 245 If you want to have skiing, I'm, I'm right. Yeah. No skiing on the 245. You got to jump up to 745 or, um, above to get that skiing profile. Uh, you know, it, you could just put it in walk mode if you want to get like a general idea of your GPS track on the mountain. It's not going to give you your runs and all of your data that you would get from that ski profile. Um, I think the venue too actually has skiing, doesn't it? Where is it? I just had it. There's too many watches. I should have organized this better. Anyways, now I'm panicking because I'm live trying to find a watch on a table full of watches. Well, oh well. Uh, yeah, so the ski profile is not on the 55 or 245, sadly. <clears throat> the Chorus Vertex 2 made a weird decision by omitting the Amp Plus. Yeah, that was a big complaint. And it's funny because in my initial review of that, the Chorus Vertex 2, I did not say a negative thing <laughs> about the Amp Plus. And everyone made it very aware that they really wanted Amp Plus. And that's mainly because I'm a runner. And honestly, I think that's kind of where they're targeting the Vertex 2 because of the crazy long battery life. They're really like saying this is the ultra runners go-to watch. And I think it kind of is, it's really amazing um, for ultra running, but yeah, no amp plus. And I have to wonder if there was some hardware limitation, like the packaging 
of the the printed circuit board inside here. They've only got so much real estate. They got to jam a big battery in there. And then they've got all of the new features with um, the music, internal music. That takes up storage space on the PCB. And then there's all the other stuff. So there's a lot of circuitry in there. So maybe they were like, hey, let's drop Amp Plus because it's, maybe that's the least used feature on a lot of their watches. I'm not really sure. But it is weird because it's their flagship. And then you've got their cheaper, way cheaper options that have Amp Plus. So it's, it's really odd. Personally, for me, I, it really affects me zero because I'm not really a cyclist. Um, but I could see where someone would be very frustrated if you bought this assuming it's like a do-it-all crazy watch and then you find out you can't pair your power sensor to it. That would be really annoying. Mike Benson, Christmas vacation. Ding, ding, ding. He got the shirt. And it says it right there. Christmas vacation. Uh, my wife got me the shirt. For this very reason, for being on the air. <laughs> Uh, do you think these brands sell watches with partially developed features like Garmin's Storm Alert and such? Greetings from Costa Rica. Greetings to you. Uh, partially developed would be a strong word. I think that's why they have beta programs. So Garmin and Koros, I'm sure the other ones do, but I'm not enrolled in them. Uh, they have beta programs where they roll out these new features to a smaller batch of people. Those people test them out and then they um, give feedback whether or not they work or not. So I got to assume they test out a lot of the features before they roll them out big scale. And, you know, the problem is like with Garmin in particular, they've got millions of devices out there, right? So in, in you know, maybe one person has a clogged, <laughs> clogged barometer port on their Phoenix 6, then they complain about it in a forum and in those forums typically have people who try to find a reason. I don't know. Like they, they find a reason to complain or they, they say, Hey, me too, that I've had that problem too. And then it kind of escalates and gets blown out of the water. And I feel like that happened with the displays on the garments, uh, the display gate, I think people are calling it where you could get that like washed out kind of bluish display, or you could get like a nice vibrant crispy display. Um, what, the, what was the question? Where did, I'm going on a, ta a tangent on this one. To answer your question, no, I don't think they release partially developed things. I do think if you're downloading beta firmware, it's not going to be fully fleshed out. So just be aware of that when you're you know, getting into it. Uh, Dean Luffs, thanks for your great channel. I picked up a Phoenix 6S, 6X based on your input. Awesome. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, Garmin Phoenix 6S Pro or regular size. That is a debate I've had personally. Uh, and I've got a whole video called the Garmin Phoenix 6S is the best Phoenix 6S or the best Phoenix 6. Because for a while there, I liked the smaller size. I got one on the table, right? Yep. I got a Phoenix 5, um, 5S. So here's a 5S and then I'm wearing a Phoenix 6 regular, you know, middle of the road, 47 millimeter version. And I've got uh, 165 millimeter circumference wrists, wrists, if you're interested. So it looks pretty good either way for me, I can pull either one off. But yeah, the, the Phoenix six definitely chunkier. But I find myself wearing this again, regularly. Um, not sure why I, I just I, I like the bigger screen. It's I wore I think what led me here is I wore the Garmin Enduro for a little while for testing. Then I wore the uh, Chorus Vertex 2 for a little while, and these things have massive screens. And then I was like, oh man, I really like that bigger screen. So a happy medium between those larger watches is the Phoenix 6, uh, middle of the road size. One thing I'm hoping for in the next version, whatever they call that, is for a thinner bezel maybe, 
you know, maybe if this metal part got shrunk down and they made the display bigger, um, like if they could fit the Enduro or Phoenix 6X display, it looks like they could probably do it inside of the smaller version. That would kind of be the sweet spot, especially if it had still a good battery life. Um, oh yeah, Eduardo, one more thing. It, it's all subjective. Like I know people with very small wrists um, that can pull off big watches and don't mind. And I know larger people who wear tiny watches because they don't like wearing a watch at all. So I would try out a larger watch before you kind of commit to it. Maybe find a store or find a similarly sized watch um, in store that you can compare with because I know they're kind of hard to find in stores. Phoenix 6 Pro arrives soon. Awesome. Hope you enjoy it. Real Me says the Course Pace 2 is a good watch. Yeah, um, the Course Pace 2, in my opinion, is probably the best value on the market. Like, they really packed a lot into this little thing. Like, every little thing you could think of, multi-sport mode, you've got running power on the wrist, you've got a pretty small and lightweight package, really cool nylon band, it looks decent. Um, the build quality is certainly not amazing, but it's, you know, it is what it is for 200 bucks. And you just get all that at 199. It's it's crazy. They really changed the game with this. Um, and this is the watch I typically say if I've got a friend or family that's like, hey, I want a GPS watch. I've got 200 bucks in my pocket. What should I get? I usually say the Chorus Pace 2 because it's a great value. Uh, it's really hard to beat. Uh, if, if you were only a runner, I th I still think the Garmin 55 is it, it, it's a great. Uh, oh man, did I lose my camera? No, I didn't. It's still on. Oh, there it is. Uh, it's a great option, the Garmin 55, but the, the Pace 2 does have a few more bells and whistles. Um, in, in the new firmware update, you can actually control a GoPro with the Pace 2, which is <laughs> interesting. I can't think of a situation where I'd use uh, the GoPro controls on the Chorus watches, but it maybe if I was ice climbing and I had my GoPro up there and I could just reach down and blink, turn it on, not have to reach up and take my hand away from what I'm doing, that would be kind of cool, or maybe like a surfer or something. Might be cool. Uh, Chris King says, uh, love the festive vibe. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Let's bring back. There we go. That music. You guys enjoying that? Okay. Uh, Garmin Foreigner 745 versus 945 LTE. Um, hmm. I'm going to say 945 LTE if budget isn't a problem. It does everything better than a 745. It's got better GPS accuracy. Even though 745 is really good, it's got the uh, LTE function. It's got real mapping instead of just breadcrumb. And it's got way better battery life than the 745, which in my opinion is the weirdest positioned watch that Garmin sells because, is this it? Yeah, 745. Because you got the, the Foreigner 745 here. Right now, I think it's 400 bucks on sale. Again, links in the description if you want to find out. And it's a great watch, but like it's only got 16 hours of GPS battery life. You can barely get through a week on the battery. Um, good watch. And if you're a triathlete, I'd say this is a better value than most of the competition. But the 945 LTE for 100 bucks more gives you so much more that it's, I would say, just go for that if you can afford it. Then again, if size is an issue, the, the uh, 745 is much smaller. And it does look pretty cool because it does have thinner bezels. So, you know, you got to weigh that out. 
Need a deal for the Garmin Phoenix 6 Solar. Uh, there's plenty of deals for the Garmin Phoenix 6 Solar right now. You're going to get a big old discount. Let's see. Garmin Phoenix 6. Uh, we'll go over to Play Better. And... Phoenix 6 Sapphire Pro Solar. Yeah, so you can get a Phoenix 6 Solar Pro Solar for $549 right now, which is um, crazy. <laughs> and if you want to get a Chase the Summit hat, you can also bundle it right there. See that? Bingo. Get the whole spiel with a Chase the Summit hat. Great deal. Um. Back to me. Got to remember to switch the cameras. Is the Garmin 245 music worth it or should I go for the Phoenix 6S? Uh, again, this really comes down to your budget. The Phoenix 6S does a lot more. You get similar battery life. You get uh, full-blown mapping with routing and navigation and uh, points of interest support and all that. And you get more activity profiles. You get a built-in altimeter that the 245 doesn't have. Um, so it's really up to you. Do you need all those things? Or do you just want music on your, your, your running watch? In which case, save a couple bucks and go for the 245. 245 music is a great watch, and it kind of hits a sweet spot. 24 hours of GPS on battery life, uh, over a week of, of standby time, and a decent screen. You get all the cool things like body battery um, and widget support, connect IQ support. But if you want the best... You know, go for the Phoenix 6 uh, S. In terms of accuracy, they're going to be pretty similar. Um, so it's really up to what features you want to pick up. Is the Garmin Phoenix 6 really worth the money? Uh, for It depends on what you do. If you're, if you're looking, if you're in the market for like an Apple Watch and you just want something to read your text messages and... Um, you know, respond uh, to emails and things like that. No, it's not worth the money. If you're a triathlete, a hiker, an outdoorsy person, um, somebody who trains hard and you want some training tools on your wrist, somebody who has a training plan they follow and you want to be able to follow that on your wrist and you just want to, something that shows you information at a glance without having to dive into apps like you do on the Apple Watch, I say yes, then it's totally worth it. And I guess it depends what other things you're looking at and what activities you do, because it's not right for everybody. Like I said, if you're just road running, all you do is road run and you don't go trail running or hiking or anything, you could get a, a, a Garmin 55 for 200 bucks or even cheaper now on sale or the Pace 2 for 200 bucks and you'd be perfectly happy. The Phoenix 6 is really, it's all the other stuff, the navigation, uh, music playback, the, um, the the barometer built in, the altimeter, all the training tools, uh, the sleep analytics, all of that is what you get with that extra money. <clears throat> so question, I recently purchased an iPhone and I'm new to the Apple world. Uh, I was thinking about buying the Venue 2S, but I'm not sure if I should just buy an Apple Watch instead. What is your opinion? Uh, it's a really tough call because I, I like both a lot. The Apple Watch Series 7 I've got here is a fantastic watch. And the Apple Watch SE, which I don't have here, I do have somewhere, 
is a great watch as well. And that's actually on sale. So the Apple Watch uh, SE is down to 219 today. Again, links down below. And then you've got the Venue 2, which is also on sale. Now, between these two, I would say if you're mainly a uh, fitness-oriented person and that's really all you care about, I would still go with the Venue 2. You get way longer, way, way longer battery life. You still get a really nice vibrant screen. Oops, started recording a run. And you get a lot of those fitness features like body battery and um, pretty accurate GPS, pretty accurate heart rate. Um, and that's all just comes right on the watch. You don't have to do anything else. On the Apple Watch, if you want to track your HRV, for instance, for recovery and stuff, you're going to end up downloading a third-party app, which there's a lot of good ones out there. If you want to track your sleep in more detail, again, you're going to download another app because the built-in uh, sleep tracking on the Apple Watch isn't my favorite. There's better apps on the market that do it better. I just feel like there's more like customization you need to do to get the Apple Watch to where the Venue 2 is out of the box. That said, if all you're looking for is like a really nice smartwatch that does everything, the Apple Watch is hard to beat because it's got really good heart rate accuracy, good GPS performance, and it integrates so well with the Apple ecosystem. Like you can answer your phone calls on here. You can reply to text messages. You can search. You can uh, bring up Google Maps. You can download additional third-party apps like mapping software and offline music and a lot of stuff. Like the list is pretty much unlimited. The The thing you're going to sacrifice is, like I said, a bit more setup if you're more of a fitness person. And the battery life just isn't there for me. I always find it funny how Garmin says 18 hours of battery life and they call it all day battery life when a day is 24 hours. <laughs> they only give you 18 hours. So it's a daily charge. Uh, whereas the Venue 2, you can get several days on a charge. You don't have to worry about it as much. And you still get that really great display. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because I like both quite a bit. If you're a fitness oriented person, I would lean towards the Garmin. If you're just looking for somebody for like an everyday, really nice smartwatch and occasionally using for fitness tracking, the Apple watch is perfectly capable. And there's people who run ultras and, you know, people do triathlons and stuff with an Apple watch. So it's very capable. I just feel like it just takes more to get it to that point. Like you need to download additional things to get it to work how you want it to work. If that makes sense. I hope that helps. Uh, Max Cage, the chip shortage is good. No Phoenix 7 soon means uh, more features coming to the Phoenix 6. The jump when I bought the Phoenix 6X Sapphire to public beta 20 is bigger than the jump from the Phoenix 5 Plus to the 6 Sapphire. Yeah, they added a lot in that new, I just actually got that today, the, the new 20.0 um, 20 firmware update. There was a lot that came in there. So exciting. It's it's great to see Garmin continuing to update older hardware because the Phoenix 6 is two years old, it's over two years old. So um, it's it's great to see new things coming to it. Oh, we've got another one. Solange Marivi. Uh, when's the Phoenix 7, Phoenix 7 rolling out? You're awesome. Love the channel. Thank you. Appreciate that. I don't know when the Phoenix 6 or Phoenix 7 is coming. I'm sorry. Uh, Param Bar, ooh, look at that name. Param Por Bazorgi. I got that one, right? Shall we buy now in Black Friday or wait a few models to come for new models to come? I think I answered that already. I would say if you need something now, get something now. And the pricing right now is super aggressive. You're not going to beat it with a new device. 
you know, if Garmin rolls out a new Phoenix 7 in a couple of months, like I said, you're going to pay eight, $900 for it. Um, whereas right now we're talking half that price for a lot of features. And like Max just mentioned, you're getting new firmware updates with new features still on this, on these Phoenix devices today. Uh, Chris Benson, what is the best but cheap big watch with stainless steel bezel for a cyclist? I guess that depends on the word cheap. Um, I would probably tell you to go for an older model. If you're looking for stainless steel, maybe um, the Garmin Phoenix 5 uh, with a big a big watch. Yeah, Garmin Phoenix 5 would be a good option. Heck, I check this out. I've got the Garmin Phoenix 1 here. This came out in 2012. Still works great. I have a whole video about it. Um, yeah, I, may, I mean, maybe check out an older model if you're trying to get stay within a budget. Just don't expect all of the new features. If you want stainless steel today on in a new watch, um, maybe the Coros Apex. Uh, great, you know, great watch. 300 bucks. You get, you get a uh, titanium bezel. It's not stainless steel, but it's very durable. And then you get a uh, sapphire lens, which is super durable. And that's something that's kind of unheard of at this price point. And on the back, you do get a nice metal plate as well. So a uh, pretty durable watch uh, for a pretty solid price, I think. And they keep adding firmware updates to that as well. So yeah, check that out. Uh, Sergio Romero says it does not have Elevate sensors. Uh, are we talking about the Phoenix 7? Do you know something I don't? Because I don't think there's been any leaks about that, have there? Hello from the Czech Republic. Do you have, uh, do you think any watches will come out this year? Uh, do, what, from what brand? Are we talking Garmin particularly? I don't know. I kind of hope so because I feel like they haven't had like a big, the last big thing I remember happening was the Venue 2 and the Enduro. Those were like two big things, but then it was kind of a lull. Uh, the 945 LT was pretty exciting too, but I, I would say they are due for a flagship upgrade on the Phoenix 7. Hi from Slovenia. Awesome. Thanks for joining. And uh, yeah, if you're watching right now, we've got over 100 people watching right now. Uh, drop into the chat. Ask a question. Tell me where you're from. Tell me what you had for, for Thanksgiving dinner. Or even if you celebrate that in your part of the world, you may not. Uh, Fran, here's a good question. Franz Kunching. Uh, what is, what are the most likely features to be added in sports watches in the next year? I can speculate and guess what's going to happen because I, I've kind of been seeing the trends here, you know? Um, I think, sorry. I think, uh, what we're going to see is a big shift in displays with the, with the watches because a lot of the watches right now are using these transflective displays with backlights. And I know... I got to say, from the comments I read on YouTube, uh, like 99% of the complaints are about, oh, I bought a Phoenix 6 and the display is terrible because it's washed out and, and dull. And it's interesting because I think part of that is Garmin's problem because of the marketing. Like a lot of times they do their their um, promo videos and like images and stuff. The screens look really vibrant and bright and colorful when in real life they're just not because they are in fact, transflective and there's sunlight uh, visible, which is great for function, but not so much when you're trying to use it like a smartwatch, you want it to look nice. So I think we're going to see a big shift in 
uh, displays, probably I would say moving towards OLED or maybe like in the TicWatch um, Pro 3 GPS Ultra and the TicWatch Pro 3. These two watches have a dual layer display. So on the top, they've got a low power transflective display that you can see all the time. And then when you push a button, I don't know if these are charged, they might, may or may not be. Uh, when you push a button, the OLED bright display turns on. That would be cool to see in a Garmin. Like if the Phoenix 6 had that, I think that would be killer because you'd be able to go run an ultra marathon with the low power display turned on and then just switch it into like everyday mode and have that nice OLED display punching through uh, for your everyday life. So it would be like a Garmin venue and a Phoenix 6 kind of smashed into the same device. That would be awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's happening, but I think we're going to see a big shift in display technology. I think the other trend is going to be what Coros has already done with the uh, Vertex 2 with that new dual frequency GPS system, because this thing is super accurate when it comes to GPS performance. And I think we're going to see that cloned into a lot of the competition because I think that development came from uh, the chip manufacturers, you know, MediaTek or Sony or whoever. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they made it more accessible for these wearable devices. And so I'm sure a lot of them will start copying what Coros did. But there was actually another watch that had dual frequency. But I think we're going to start seeing that across the board as like a major upgrade with all the new iterations that come out. Those are two things. And the third thing I would like to see is like a big improvement in battery life. I know we're hitting a point of like uh, diminishing returns. There is a certain point where, we're, you know, the, the battery life peak is gonna like trend off a little bit. But if we could get battery life we're, like we're getting in the Vertex 2 in something with, a, with an OLED screen that's a little bit smaller, I know there's a lot of physics there, but that would be crazy. Um, so I'd love to see that, but who knows? That's my guess. Hey, from Hershey, PA. Hey, thanks for joining. Big up from the Caribbean. Hey, it sounds nice there. I wish I could visit. It's a lot colder here. Hey, from Germany. Thanks for joining. Uh, great sounds, even better picture quality. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good information about to upgrade from the 245 Music to the Phoenix 6 Pro Sapphire and look for a good deal. Yeah, there's lots of good deals out there. There'll be no shortage. Check out the links in the description. Check out the, the deal tracker page on my website. Chorus trade-in sounds like the way to move up uh, with the Vertex 2. Yeah, that's another thing that's pretty interesting. I'll bring that up on screen. So if you don't know, you can actually go down to the Chorus section of my deal tracker here. And you see here, um, this is not an affiliated link. Like I don't make, make a commission off this or anything. But if you click on this button here, you can go to the Coros trade-in program and you can fill in all your information. And then down here, it asks what watch you're trading in. Um, it could be a Garmin, a Suunto, Polar, Apple, Fitbit, or Coros. Or you could say it's not listed here. It could be anything. Um, and then you want to tell them the condition of it, upload a picture of it. And they'll get back to you and let you know what your watch is worth as a trade-in towards a new Chorus. I think that's a really cool program. I am curious what they're doing in the background with all those traded-in watches because that's kind of interesting. Like, do they just have like a pile of used watches at their headquarters or are they secretly selling them on eBay to like compensate that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a cool, cool thing that Chorus is doing and no one else is doing that. So nice to see their doing something innovative in that space of trading in. 
Hi from the UK. Thanks for joining, Peter. How to improve your VO2 max in step count has problem polar grid X. Thank you so much for your support and time. Let me digest this. How do you improve your VO2 max and step count has a problem? So I think this might be two questions. You're improving your VO2 max. I'm not a coach. I'm not a professional doctor or sports coach or anything like that. I can say that uh, high intensity interval training can lead to better VO2 max over time. Heel repeats, um, sprinkle that into your training regimen. Uh, in terms of the polar grid X with the step count, I haven't had that issue. Step counting is a weird thing because uh, a lot of people have like a Garmin and then they buy a polar and then they walk with them and expect to get the same step count, which would make sense, but it's not entirely true. What what the step, the step count tries to do in every brand is just give you an idea of your ballpark activity for the day, right? So like a 10,000 step day equals, oh, you got off the couch and you actually did something. 20,000 steps, even better, 40, 50, whoa, you ran a marathon or an ultra. Um, and it's, le it's less about like, uh, my Garmin says 1,500 steps and my Coros says 2,000 steps. They're way off. That may be true, but it's not really about that. It's really just information for you and it should be consistent for your use. So if you have one watch and you have uh, steps for the past seven days, you should be able to gauge how active you were on those seven days, judging by your step count. That's my take on it. I don't think any wearable is like dead nuts accurate in terms of step counting. Maybe one is, but I haven't walked around with a pedometer, like a click counter, making sure my step counts accurate. I take it at face value. It's just trying to give you an idea of how active you were that day. Um, yeah, that's, that's my take on step counting, but I'm sure there's reasons why you may want it to be more accurate. Uh, hey, from Canada. Nice cap. Thank you. They are available in the link down below. <laughs> uh, when, hmm, when the new tennis watch OS, when the new tennis watch OS, there's probably an autocorrect, uh, going on here that I can't figure out. Comment again so we can figure that out. Uh, the polar sale thoughts on the Verity sense HRM. I actually looked this morning, I was trying to go through the deal tracker and look for, for polar deals, but I didn't see a lot for, for polar. Let's check their website. You must know something I don't. Uh, oh, that big, big letters. Honey's kicking in over here, trying to tell me about the deals. Cyber week shop now. Polar's website, 20% off almost everything. That is great. I'm gonna have to add all this to the deal tracker. Polar Vantage M2, 239, down from uh, 399. That's a really good price. Yeah, that's actually a really good price because if you look at the Polar Vantage M2, I got one right here, compared to like a Chorus Pace 2, that's just $39 cheaper than the sale price. It might be a compelling option. Uh, the Ignite 2 is down to 183. We've got Polar Vantage V2 at $399. Wow, that's a great deal as well. And we've got the Polar Grid X at $343. And the Ignite, the original, at $183. Yeah, these are good good pricing. Um, your question was about... I'm going to have to update all this. i got to write a note to myself. Dave, make sure you update that. Uh, so I think the 
the Verity Sense is your question. Great heart rate sensor. If you previously owned a Polar OH Plus or OH1 Plus, um, very similar to that. It's almost identical to that, but it does have a few more features um, in that it actually has like a better indication of if you're recording or not. It actually tells you with a little LED. Um, but I do have a full video about the Verity Sense from like eight or nine months ago when I really put it to the test and my results are really good. So I think it's a great deal. It's very comfortable too. That's a big thing for me because I don't love wearing these chest straps all the time and uh, they can get kind of uncomfortable. The armbands are way better and that one in particular is very accurate. So I have nothing but good things to say about the Verity Sense. There's another one, Peter. When's the new Phoenix watch is coming? Peter, I talked about it twice already. I don't know, man, but hopefully soon. Uh, we got a super chat, Andrew. Thank you so much. $5 from Andrew. I really appreciate that. Uh, I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving. How's your new addition baby daughter doing? Uh, gotten any sleep yet? Yeah. Thank you for that. I really appreciate the super chat. That really means a lot. Thank you. Um, yeah, the family's good. Uh, it's been a roller coaster because I actually went back to work. I took a paternity leave for a while and then I went back and, uh, it's been tough because, uh, my wife is getting up in the middle of the night and doing all the feedings with the baby and she's letting me sleep so I can work the next day, but it feels a little bit unfair. So I've been trying to pitch in when I'm not working on weekends uh, and holidays and stuff, but she actually slept through the night twice so far. And those nights were glorious. Everyone felt good in the morning and she's doing great. She's gaining the right amount of weight and she's uh, starting to learn how to smile. So if you don't have kids, you won't know, but like, the big payback when you have kids uh, is that they start to smile. And instead of just like giving you this kind of dead stare all day, <laughs> they actually respond and smile at you. And it's like, finally, I'm getting payback for all the work we've put into <laughs> to this baby. She's smiling at me. So she's great. And thank you for the super chat. That really means a lot. Uh, love your super chat. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Chris King, on the topic of cross-country ski profiles uh, for the Garmin 55, can you add a widget from the Connect IQ store to track your skiing? Um, yes, I'm pretty sure there are widgets available on the Connect IQ store for skiing. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, but I've, I, I've done some digging on that. I, particularly for me, I was looking at backcountry skiing, but I think there is cross-country skiing as well. The thing about those, those third-party data fields and um, widgets is like sometimes they're questionable in terms of accuracy. Like there is a third-party widget to add elevation data to the 455 and the 245, you know, watches without a built-in altimeter. You can use GPS elevation information with these with the Connect IQ widget. But I found it's like kind of inaccurate because, it, you know, if your GPS kind of wanders a little bit out in the field, it can be kind of all over the place. So... I would prefer to have a real altimeter. Still, it's a uh, nice in a pinch. I'm a bit bummed that the Coros Apex won't be receiving the new feature updates. I love my Coros Apex. Yeah, and you know, as Coros has stated before, um, anytime they don't add something to a watch, it is always a hardware limitation of that device. Sadly, the Apex is actually one of the older watches from Coros, even though they're still selling them. So I think the limiting factor on the Apex in particular is the internal storage on this watch is not 
it's not huge. Even the Coros Pace 2, that's um, much cheaper but much newer, has more internal storage space. Um, but, you know, that is what it is, unfortunately. And still, you know, at 299 bucks for the Apex, it's still a really good deal. It is a bummer that, that it doesn't get the offline mapping. I think it did get that Komoot navigation, though, if I'm not mistaken. And it got uh, Galileo support, or am I wrong there? I know the Pace 2 got that. Is the Garmin ecosystem that worth it? I'm getting back into running and cycling, and the Coros Pace 2 looks great, but it seems like eventually I will migrate to Garmin. Kind of depends. So... I like to call Garmin the apple of the fitness world. They make things very easy and there's a ton of customization and options um, and their ecosystem is very reliable. There was only one time I remember last year when Garmin got hacked where Garmin Connect wasn't available for a couple of days and people really freaked out about that, but they're for the most part very stable and reliable. The other ecosystems are very good as well. I'd say my second favorite might be Polar Flow. They have a great web environment. The phone app works great. And then um, I really like the Coros app too. The Coros system has come a long way. That app, uh, they've polished it. They've added a bunch of features to it. They added strength training and training plans um, in the, the new Evo labs for training tools and training load. So they're all really good. It just kind of depends how... I, I feel like Garmin's more for like the the nerdy gadgety person because you can really tweak and install third party things and do all kinds of stuff where I look at Koros as like, take it out of the box, go for a run. <laughs> that's really, that's really how they designed it. Take it out of the box, put it on your wrist, go for a run or get on your bike or go for a swim. It's not, it's not about like setting it up and going through all the uh, screens and fiddling around too much. So, you know, I'll, I'll put like Sunto in that bucket as well. They're very simple, uh, Polar's kind of in the middle. There's a little bit of customization there. So I like Garmin the best. Polar and Koros are kind of tied. Suunto's a little bit below that, but their app's really good too. There's really no bad choice. It's a very subjective thing. Hmm. Let's see how long I've been in there. Wow. 50 minutes already, and I already got one thumbs down. Who did it? Comment in the chat. Who gave me the thumbs down? <laughs> Uh, okay. I do running and mountain biking. I've never had a GPS watch before. Is the Garmin 400 245 a good starting point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the only time it won't be a good starting point is if you intend to do multi-sport activities. If you're going to ride your bike to a run or vice versa or triathlon stuff, it doesn't have that support. Does It also doesn't have power sensor support. So if you have a uh, power sensor on your bike, you're not going to be able to connect it to the watch. Whereas something like the Foreigner 745, 945, Phoenix 6, all do those things. So maybe check those out. Thanks for your question. I just want to jump in and remind everybody that uh, I've got links down below for all the things I talk about in this video. And if you're new, we've got, we're closing in on 150 people watching right now. That is wild. Um, definitely drop into the chat. Let me know where you're coming from, what you do, what activities you're into, and what You've been shopping for this Black Friday. I'd like to hear from you. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel. I would love to hit, uh, my goal was to hit 50,000 subscribers before the end of the year. I'm awfully close. I think I'm at like 47,000. So 
if we could pump those numbers up, I would certainly be thankful on this thankful holiday of Thanksgiving. That was a lot of thanks. Not desperate or anything, but click that subscribe button. <laughs> okay, Luke Pack, uh, would you select the 945 LTE over the 945? Is it worth $50 more? Yes, uh, $50 more is nothing for the features you're getting in the 945 LTE. Even if you don't intend to use the LTE function, I think they made everything a little bit better. It's got a better heart rate sensor. I've gotten better GPS data out of it. The CPU in it seems a little bit snappier and quicker, like the mapping feature, things load a little bit faster. For $50 more, it's a no-brainer to me. Get the LTE all day, definitely. So, hope that helps. All these new fitness watches are making my old 435 upset. I'm sorry. There were so many of them. But if you're happy with your 435, man, you know, just keep going with it. Nothing wrong with that. Scott Scoots runs uh, Course Apex or Apex Pro. Now that decision's become a little bit harder or, or easier, rather, because like we just talked about, the Apex Pro got Chorus's mapping function. So there's actually a base map on the Apex Pro where previously it didn't have that, but the Apex didn't get that feature. So I think between the two, I would go towards the Apex Pro because you're gonna get mapping, longer battery life, uh, bigger screen. Uh, there's a lot of pros there. And I think I have a suspicion that the Apex Pro is going to be supported longer than the Apex because like I said, the Apex is one of Corus's older watches. And so it's got limited, um, you know, storage, CPU power, all of that stuff. Still a great watch. Nothing wrong with it. The only reason I'd say don't get the Apex Pro. Do I have any? Oh, there it is. Is because the Apex Pro is uh, quite a bit chunkier than the Apex. You can see here, Apex on the left, Apex Pro on the right. They're, they look similar, but I'll, I'll tell you, when you wear them, you can feel the extra heft. I think it's more in the thickness on the Apex Pro because it is a thicker watch overall. Hope that helps. I'd say if you can swing the extra money, the pro is worth it. Anyone have an experience with the TickWatch E3? How's the LC display under sunlight? I want to use it as navigation from a smartphone while driving scooter in Southeast Asia. So the TickWatch E3, uh, I've got one somewhere on here. Probably scratching all these displays while I slide them around the table. Uh, TickWatch E3, here it is. Great watch, I have a full review about this. Um, it is an LCD display, so you're not looking at an OLED on this guy, but it is really bright, and I did not have an issue looking at this. Is this charged? Probably not. I did not have issues looking at this um, in direct sunlight. Hey, look at that, we do have a charge. So, decently bright, you can see there. Um, it's definitely not on the same level as like an Apple Watch or even the Tick Watch, the Big Brother, the Pro 3 GPS, or the Pro 3 Ultra, but it is quite bright and usable even in direct sunlight. Uh, quickly, I do want to show you one thing I saw this morning that's a great deal today. Switch to that, to that, bingo, bingo. Let's go down to the bottom here. TickWatch has a really good sale. Where is it? TickWatch here. So you got $60 off on the TickWatch E3. That brings the price down to drop that, click that button. That brings the price down substantially, $139.99 for the TickWatch E3. That is crazy. Um, that is a great Wear OS watch with a really powerful 
uh, Snapdragon 4100 processor. So it's got no delay, super fast. And then if you go up to the Pro 3 GPS, that got really cheap, $100 off, $199 for the Pro 3. And then for the Pro 3 Ultra, I think it's $249, so $50 more. All the tick watches are on sale right now. So if you're on the fence about one of these, now's the time to check it out. Really good deals going on there. Okay. So to answer your question, I, I would say that it's the, the display is pretty good. Um, I, I've never driven a scooter trying to navigate by it. That sounds kind of scary, but uh, it might be good enough. Maybe if you like strap it to the handlebars or something. What is the cheapest way to do running watch without phone? Listen to a podcast, skip back 15 seconds via headphone button, transflective display. Probably the Garmin Forerunner 245 music might be the might be the best way. Or actually the Apple Watch, if you have an iPhone. The Apple Watch SE is on sale right now for $219, which is a great deal. $219. Hard to beat that. But other than that, um, yeah, I'd say it's between the Garmin 245 Music um, or the Apple Watch SE would be probably the cheapest. Or even the Tick Watch E3, like we just talked about, $139 for that. And that can play Spotify offline. That's tough to beat. Yeah, 139 with music playback. Uh, okay, Sasha, for starting out, is it worth the 455? Yeah, um, like I said before, I would say if you've got money for the 455, look at the Pace 2 because as a sports watch, the Coros Pace 2 does have more features. It's a better value. But the 455 does have a lot of nice features that the Pace 2 doesn't have. It's got better smartphone integration ties into Garmin Connect. So if you do decide to bump up to a Phoenix 6 someday, you'll have all your historical data already in there. So I'd say the, the 55 is a good watch. Just don't expect um, triathlon mode, uh, super crazy accurate heart rate or GPS performance. Um, you know, it's an entry level device, but it is, it's still really good. Uh, Real me, what is the top GPS watch in your opinion? So my opinion is very subjective because it depends on what I do. I think if I had to pick from one of these watches on the table, it would be really hard for me. <laughs> I really like the Coros Vertex 2. I don't know if I'd pick this as my one watch. I also really like the Enduro and I also really like the Garmin Phoenix 6. So I'd take one of these three and I guess depending on the activity would determine on which one I'm picking because they're all very good in their own regard. The Phoenix 6 Pro and Sapphire are still the most full-featured, so I tend to lean towards that. But the Enduro, I, I thought I wasn't going to like it because it's like it's like a Phoenix without features but better battery life. Um, but I ended up kind of falling in love with this thing. The bigger display, the lighter weight. This thing's really light for a big watch. Um, yeah, it's just a really solid option. It's really... Um, well built with the titanium bezel and the solar function. So there's a lot of good options out there. I'm intending to put out a video that's going to be like uh, best watches and certain price points. So stay tuned for that. That's definitely going to be coming. I wanted to have it done by today, but you know, I've been busy, man. Um, that's coming in the next week. So make sure you subscribe down below. Uh, so you don't miss that. Stay tuned. Also hit the like button. Helps me out.
Any sale on the 55? Yes, I believe so. Let's take a look. 55. Oh, I don't have it highlighted as a sale. I thought it was on sale. Whoa, that's not a 455. Got to fix that link. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's like one, the one Garmin that's not on sale right now. Weird. Huh. But you can get a Play Better bundle with a battery charger. It's kind of a good value. Or you can get the Chase Summit hat. <laughs> Shameless plugs left and right today. I have a small uh, wrist, and I think the Phoenix 6S uh, feel the best, but I want a watch that has 30-plus hours in GPS time. Thoughts on getting the Phoenix 6 as a bigger trade-off? Yeah, I mean, I battled with this myself. I personally wore the Phoenix 6S for a long time. Really like the size of the Phoenix 6S because it's got, still has that like premium heft. It feels like a, like you got your money's worth from the Phoenix 6S. But like you said, it is limited in battery life and it would be nice to get, like you said, 30 plus hours out of it. Um, you won't though. Even their advertised 24, 25 hours of battery life is hard to get in GPS mode. So, um, I would say if you're really after battery life, uh, stepping up to the Garmin Phoenix 6 might be a good option. But if you're worried about size, maybe consider the 945 LTE that I have here. So if you compare the Phoenix 6 and the 945 LTE side by side, they look pretty darn similar. But I can tell you in person, the 945 LTE feels much smaller because it's way lighter. This is like 53 grams compared to like uh, 70 grams or something. So you really feel that on your wrist and it, it just feels lower profile as well. And not only that, um, with the 945 LTE, you also get the newer heart rate sensor on the back, which is really accurate, really good uh, GPS performance. And the Garmin Phoenix 6 has been known to be like mediocre in those departments. So maybe check out the 945 LTE as a alternative to a Phoenix because they're basically the same. You get mapping, music, Wi-Fi, just in a uh, smaller case that's made out of plastic that's lighter. Max Cage, are you a fan of regular smartwatches coming from a G-Shock Grav Gravity Master? Uh, could only do, could only use a Phoenix 6 Sapphire or Vertex. Is it just me or is the durability and stamina uh, such issues for smartwatches? I like regular smartwatches too. Like I really like the Apple Watch Series 7. I wore this for a while, still wear it all the time. Um, and surprisingly, these things are actually quite durable despite not being like ruggedly tough or, you know, it's when you compare a G-Shock, where's the big one? I've got the G-Shock GSW. There it is. You compare the G GSW uh, H1000 here on the right. This is the chonkiest watch I have. Um, this is a Wear OS device and I think it weighs, I want to say 105 grams. <laughs> Uh, next to the Apple Watch, it's crazy. You could fit an Apple Watch inside of this thing. Um, and yeah, your, the GSW H1000 is going to be more durable, like if you bash it off a rock. But I got to be honest, the Apple Watch is no slouch. It's, it's pretty durable for most things, unless you are, maybe you're rock climbing and you're like sticking your hand in a crack or something. I don't even know if the GSW would hold up for that because you're, you know, actively abusing it. So it's, it really depends on what you're doing. I think for most people, you're never going to damage an Apple Watch. They're really durable. Even the tick watches are really durable. Um, 
Yeah, I like them all. They all have their place. Is the Phoenix 6 uh, base worth it or pay more for the Pro? I would personally pay more. I don't see a big, big reason to go for the base model unless you really, really like how they look. Um, I would say the money would be better spent on like another model, like a Forerunner or something, because you'd get more features for your money just at a you know less build quality. Um, the base model just there's not a lot going on there. It is it's really nice and ruggedly built, but you you don't get the mapping or the music or all the other things. I really like the mapping, so for me, I would always pay up to get that mapping function, especially on sale right now. I think the price is a hundred dollars difference. Um, yeah, I mean, and you got to think about Garmin's actually hold pretty decent resale value. So if you do upgrade down the road, I think a Phoenix Six Pro would be easier to sell than a base model because I don't know how big the market is for that base model right now. Ultra Dad, Dan, thanks for joining, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Any info on camera equipment deals today? Thanks again for the great content. Yeah, um, let's bring back in some holiday. There we go. This makes me feel better every time I turn up the holiday music. Um, yeah, actually, I was looking out for some holiday deals on camera gear, specifically a lens I was looking to buy. And uh, I was actually looking for another camera body, but I didn't see any good deals on that. Um, yeah, I, they're, they're definitely out there, but I didn't dig too deep because I was busy <laughs> doing other things. But if you find any raging deals on Sony equipment, let me know because that's what I use. I do need another... Um, V90 SD card for these cameras because they fill up really quick. Stephanie, I adore the Apple Watch with work outdoors. Six bucks, it's amazing. Yep, uh, I agree. I think if you have an Apple Watch, you would be uh, just you would be doing yourself a disservice by not buying work outdoors. For six dollars, you get a really functional app, customized screens, and you can actually have a map on the Apple Watch, which is really cool. And you can even download the map to the watch so you can use it offline if you want to go hiking or something. So check out Work Outdoors. Shout out to Work Outdoors. Uh, Leona Mendelssohn looking at switching from Apple Watch to Farmingham <laughs> Farmington. Is that your town? <laughs> that's an autocorrect problem. Garmin Instinct Solar, mostly for the battery life. Oh, that's going to be a big switch because the Garmin Instinct Solar Great watch, not going to say anything bad about it, but you need to know what you're getting into because this thing is um, simple, you know? It's got all the basics in there, and they did actually add a lot to it with firmware updates. Um, it got body battery, which is great. It's got a calendar and a weather widget and stuff, but uh, it's definitely no Apple Watch. It doesn't have all of those um, app features. It actually is not compatible with Connect IQ, so you can't download additional things to this watch. That said, if you know what you're getting into and you really just want like a, a rugged, do-it-all GPS tracking device with decent navigation tools and a lot of um, fitness tracking tools and the weather and the, the sunset and sunrise widget, this is a great option. And at today's price at $250 is a crazy good deal. So I would highly recommend it. But again, if you're if you love an Apple Watch, it's going to be a big big shift, I think, for you. Hope you like it. Hi from Venezuela. Nice job. Keep, man, keep doing that way. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Garmin has too many software bugs compared to Apple Watch. Um, 
I really don't, I don't have a lot of issues with my garments. Like all the modern ones that I've been messing with, I can't think of a time where something has crashed on me or I lost a run. Yeah, they've all treated me pretty well. I will say gar the Apple Watch is really always pretty reliable because it's Apple and they constantly, you know, keep upgrading the firmware. I'd say they're both pretty good at this point. Uh, anybody made the switch from Apple to Garmin just for daily wear? I'm sure people have. And I, you know, I'd say there's nothing wrong with it. It's what I do. I, I have an Apple Watch available. I've got three of them. And I still wear a Garmin every day just because I feel like it's more, I don't know, it's less fuss. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like if I want to know the weather, I look at my watch, I click the down button once, and I'm there. My weather widget's right there. Bingo, bango. I can see the weather widget. I can go in and see my hourly forecast. And then if I need any more information, I just go go through. And everything's just there, you know? Whereas on the Apple Watch, it's just like, it's a tap, scroll, tap, do this. You know, there's more to it. You have to be, I feel like you have to be more involved in the actions on the Apple Watch, where the actions on a Garmin or a, any of these other watches can be a little bit more passive, like you're just doing it um, instinctively. So it's kind of like using, I don't know, an iPhone or writing a note manually on a piece of paper. Writing a note manually takes less time because you don't have to go into the notes app. I don't know. I'm sounding old. So I'm going to stop right there with that one. Uh, when will Garmin improve the sleep tracker? It's actually pretty good now if you use one of the newer watches like the 945 Phoenix 6, 945 LTE, uh, 745 I think got it. Any of the new Garmin's or the Venue 2 got it. Any of the new Garmin's with the sleep widget uh, have decent sleep tracking now. They've got a different algorithm that actually runs on the watch instead of being up in the cloud. Um, and it's pretty good. And I've compared it with other devices like the Whoop uh, 4.0. Um, and my Garmin Phoenix 6 was actually pretty in line with the Whoop 4.0, which is really good at sleep tracking. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got another... Thing I want to tell you about. I don't even know if I added to the deals list here. Oh yeah, I did. Let me show you. So this is, but, but, but. oh, maybe not. So if you go to playbetter.com and look up the venue, the original, the original venue, I think it's in here, right? There it is. So Playbetter has uh, a stock of Garmin Venues, the original, which is still a good watch. Um, it's not the Venue 2, it's the older one, but it still has that OLED display, really nice display. Um, they have a stock of these and they've marked them down to $199 from $399, which is a really good deal. So if, you're, if you wanted a smartwatch with an OLED display, nice vibrant display to read your texts and look at your weather and stuff, uh, the venue is still a good option, and at that price, hard to beat for 200 bucks. So that's something I forgot to tell you about that I want to tell you about. Let's keep going, shall we? How long am I going to be on the air today? We, we were over an hour, but we still have 120 people watching, so I'm going to keep going. <clears throat> Does the 945 LTE get some updates? Yes, that's still actively updated. Is it possible to play navigation with map on the Venue 2 from the smartphone, like GPS maps or Locus map? Uh, you can do, do third-party Garmin Connect mapping functions, but they're not, they're not very fleshed out. It's not like using a Garmin Phoenix. 
Um, it'll get the job done. It's like kind of like using Google Maps, and I think you need an internet connection on your phone to use them. So it's possible, uh, but I wouldn't like say it's easy or reliable. So if you want mapping, I would say buy something that has mapping built in. Was waiting for a price drop from Koros. That didn't happen, so I just ordered a Garmin. <laughs> yeah, Koros is funny because they're they're really um, they're aggressive with pricing. Like the Pace Two has a great value, but they never go on sale. The only sale they have right now is again that um, the the Koros Vertex One, which is on sale for a hundred dollars off because they reduced the packaging, so it's just a smaller box. It's not the big flight case anymore. But you can get the uh, the Vertex 2 for $499 now, which is a great deal because this watch has got a bunch of updates. you got mapping on board now. Um, you've got the Galileo support for, for better GPS accuracy. So great watch. Uh, but yeah, it's the only one on sale. Other than that, you can take advantage of their trade-in program we just talked about um, where you can trade in an old watch to get a little bit off their new watches. How about a Sunto 5? Uh, I don't have first-hand experience with that. I think it looks cool. It's a value proposition. It's inexpensive right now, but I can't comment on how good it is. What's the new update on the Garmin Phoenix 6? Something interesting? Yeah, you'll have to look it up. Look up the, um, the Garmin Phoenix 20.0 update. They added a whole bunch of features. Um, I think specifically a lot in terms of cycling. It has like e-bike support now and a bunch of other stuff. Go check that out. Hi from France. All of my staff at Hossinger Tennis Club say hi too. Hey, that's awesome. You're playing it at your tennis club. I wish I played more tennis. Hi to you. Thank you for watching. Thoughts on the best workout watch you can dress up or drown? Hmm. I, you know... Even though the the Foreigner 945 LTE is plastic, it's not a bad looking watch. Like you could, if you lose this strap and put on a leather strap, you can make this look pretty classy because it is subtle. It's not like screaming that it's like too fancy, but you could put a really nice band on here and you can get tons of different kinds of bands that pop on and off with the quick, quick fit system on this. So I'd say there's nothing wrong with the 945 LTE, but if you do want to like, stand out. I think, you know, the Phoenix six, um, if you put a analog watch face on here and a leather band, this looks really like a top notch. It looks like you're wearing a Rolex or something. Um, you know, I'm not a mechanical watch guy, like a Omega or Rolex guy. So I can't say what makes those so special, but you can dress up a Phoenix six to look really nice. I'd say the Phoenix six looks a bit nicer, but the 945 is no slouch and you can make it look pretty nice. How's the Phoenix 6 Pro display? Uh, I use glass to read small text on my iPhone glasses, but don't wear one riding. Is the font size customizable? Yes, to some extent. So if you go in, I can show you in real time. If you go into an activity like treadmill running here, you can go in, you can see how right now I have four data fields. I've got my heart rate, distance, timer, and pace. But if I wanted bigger text, I can go into treadmill settings, data screens, and then I can click layout and decrease. I'm increasing now, there we go. So now we have three data fields, three data fields vertically, um, keep going, two data fields. And you can see as I reduce the amount of data fields, the text gets bigger. 
So you can do that. You can just keep a, you can make a bunch of data fields with either one or two pieces of information on it, you know, for what you want to look at at a glance. I think three is reasonable. It's still pretty big. Um, I like to put on as many as possible. So you can have up to six on the Phoenix six. Um, but unfortunately the font does get pretty small, but I don't ride, uh, often, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Um, I think three looks pretty good though. Hope that helps. <laughs> Daniel says that pile of watches is the best thing of the day. Oh my God. Look at this. Look at this pile of watches we got here. I don't even know how many I have in here. It's probably, I don't know, 30. <laughs> I've got more at home too. I just tried to tried to bring just the relevant ones. Uh, hey, what do you think about the Garmin 455? I think I talked about it in this video. I, I like it a lot. If you're interested in it, also look at the Coros Pace 2 because they're both really good. Just picked up my Phoenix 6 Pro. Awesome watch. Yep, pretty awesome. Best fitness watch for indoor cycling metrics. Uh, that would be the Kaiser M31i and Peloton. I'm sorry. I don't really know. That's the best. I'm mainly a runner. Uh, I do. I'm actually in the market for a new indoor trainer or indoor bike. So I'll probably have some videos on that coming up. But right now, I can't really comment on that. Noah B says, what's up, Dave? Just popped in. Happy late turkey day. What did you end up doing? Yeah, so we went over my wife's parents' house. We ate a bunch of turkey, played um, Pictionary. Is that the game where you draw? You draw a picture and then people have to guess what it is. We did all the classic Thanksgiving things and it was great. You know, we saw a lot of family. We, uh, we all kind of COVID tested before <laughs> to make sure it was safe. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Leroy, uh, I love your channel. How much cost the Garmin Phoenix 6X Pro? Greetings from Holland. The Phoenix 6X Pro right now, what are we looking at? Um, $4.99 on playbetter.com. Check out the link down below. $4.99 is a great deal for that. That's a lot of watches right there. Sure is. So about the washed out display, Garmin recognizes that it's a warranty issue, at least for the Phoenix 6X. I contacted them and they agreed to replace the watch. That's great. That's good to hear. Um, I talked about them, talked about it with them briefly like before I really had a lot of videos on this channel and they were pretty good about it. I think I ended up exchanging one that had kind of a wonky display, but I, I will say basically all of the recent garments I've been getting have a much better display. I, I've only got one kind of blue display and I think that's the, yeah, 745 is kind of bluish. You can see there, um, not the most crispy contrasty display on that. But like, to be honest, if you compare it to like a Koros, the backlight, I mean, actually that Apex looks pretty good in comparison <laughs> to, the, to the 745. Let's see, let's, where's another one? Here's the Vertex. So the Vertex is actually a little bit bluer. So the Apex, for whatever reason, probably has a little bit of a nicer backlight than uh, both of them. So yeah, it's kind of luck of the draw. It's a weird thing, you know? I think it's just down to how these things are manufactured, where they get them from. Um, Kind of what it is, you know? I feel like my picture just got really, like, contrasty. Something going on with my camera. 
Oh, thanks for reading my name. You nailed it. Awesome. I feel like I'm way behind in this chat. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed up. Uh, let me take this quick. What company did you use to make your website? WordPress or something like Wix? I use uh, WordPress, and I my whole theme is like custom built for me. Back in the day, I was actually kind of a um, developer for WordPress, and I made themes for people. And uh, I don't do that as much anymore, but I'm pretty pretty fluent with WordPress. So I'm comfortable um, really doing like big customizations to the themes. And it's kind of cool to get into, but I, I have such like an obsessed, um, I don't know what they call it, like adult ADHD or something. I don't know. But once I get into something, I get super obsessive about it and I end up like tweaking it forever. And that goes with my videos and my website. And, you know, I just get like really into um, editing and, and designing for the website. So I try to control myself. <laughs> I just upgraded to the Phoenix 6 Pro from the Venue SQ. I actually love the transflective display over the LED display, always on display, no burn-in and long battery life. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like everybody wants their cake and wants to eat it too. Is that the saying? Uh, you can't have like a super bright, vibrant OLED display with like crazy long battery life. They just the physics don't align there. So yeah, I mean, personally, I like the transflective display too, because I'm okay with it not looking, not looking beautiful. You know, it's, it's a kind of a tool for me. Um, but I do get why people want that OLED display because it does look so much better for like daily use and like in the office or whatever, it's just really nice to have a nice crisp display. So tool, different tools for diff different jobs. I'm curious to see if the transflective displays end up going away someday. I don't know. The indoor lighting on the 6X Pro seems washed out, but looks great outdoors. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna scroll down. Sorry, everybody. I'm trying to, trying to keep up. Scroll down a little bit. Supermoon, thanks for the in-depth reviews. You're welcome. Thank you for watching them. I really appreciate it. Is there a good watch for cross-country skiing around the price of a Garmin 245? Um, hmm. Around the price of the 245, I would say maybe check out the Chorus watches because those do support skiing and they are around 300 bucks. So that might be a good option for you. Uh, Victor says, what's your favorite camera to use on a run. Love the channel. Thank you very much. My favorite camera to use on a run is currently the GoPro Hero 10 Black. That thing is killer. Um, it's just got crazy stabilization, good image quality. The audio quality is surprisingly good while you're running, you know, flailing around with your arms. It's just kind of like, for me, I look for things that take the fuss or the complications out of using them. Like I always have my phone on me, my iPhone 13 Pro, um, it has a great camera, but to get it out of my vest, hit record, aim it at me. It doesn't have a front facing screen. So I end up using the inside camera and that doesn't look as good. There's just a lot of fuss with a phone, especially if you have sweaty hands or whatever. So just grabbing the GoPro and clicking a button and it turns on, starts recording, click it again. It turns off. That is great. The hero nine was really good too, but I had issues with that. Um, getting stuck and lagging and stuff and freezing. So I, I don't use that as much anymore. I still own it, but the Hero 10 is my my go-to. 
Um, on that note, the Hero 10 is on sale. You can find it here at the bottom of my deals list here. GoPro Hero 10 Black, $50 off, and the Hero 9 Black is $50 off as well. That makes the Hero 9 Black a really compelling option at $349. And you can get it with the cloud subscription from GoPro for an even better deal. So worth if you're on, on the fence for a GoPro, now, now's the time to get one. Good deals out there. <laughs> Jator, Jotoro Cujo. That's a cool name. Everyone leave a like. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, thinking of buying a Garmin 400 945 or run 10K in about an hour, uh, six days a week. That is awesome. Well done. It's a lot of running. I think the 945 will suit you well. Hello, Miguel from the past, watching the live stream 45 minutes behind. Well, when you get to this point, hi, thanks for joining. And I'm way behind too, so I'm going to skip ahead a little bit more. Uh, I'll take this one. Have you tried the Amazfit GTR3 yet? That is a really highly requested watch. Surprisingly, I didn't, I wasn't really particularly interested in it, but I think I might buy one just to test out. I don't have one yet, unfortunately. Sorry. Can you do a Chorus Pace 2 versus Instinct video? Uh, love the channel. I'll put it on the list. I got to say, that one's kind of a stretch because they're so different. Like, the Pace 2 is really a running watch. If you're a runner, mainly on roads, you don't need much more than just something to track GPS and you want good battery life, get a Pace 2 for 200 bucks. You will be very happy. Now, the Instinct Solar is a little bit more complicated because... Um, it doesn't have any training tools. So there's no training load, training focus, VO2 max. I think it does have the recovery advisor, but that's kind of it. Um, it's mainly designed for like hiking, orienteering, climbing, uh, navigation, even though it doesn't have maps, does have breadcrumb. And that's where it does have an advantage over the Pace 2 in that it has navigation features, which are actually pretty good. And Pace 2 has none at all. So if you're mainly an outdoorsy person, a hiker, trail runner, uh, someone who climbs or, or just goes camping or whatever, you'd probably be happier with the instinct. If you're a runner, I would still say get the pace too, because it has way more features. And if you want a little bit of both, maybe check out the Coros apex. Cause that kind of bridges the gap between the two. Hope that helps. <clears throat> Excuse me. Losing my voice. I don't talk this much. I know it's not a uh, fitness watch, but do you have an opinion on the Aura Ring 3 Gen 3? That's funny. I get this all. My wife asked about the Aura Ring this morning. She's like, hey, have you heard about this thing? Apparently her friends were talking about it. Um, I don't have one, but I'm going to get one because there's a lot of people talking about it. And I really want to get to the bottom of what that thing's all about. From what I understand, it's very similar to the Whoop Band, which I just reviewed a couple of days ago on my channel. Um, and it seems really interesting. I know Ray over at DC Rainmaker just reviewed it on his website. So go check out that. But uh, yeah, I, it's something I'm going to try to get in the house to test it out. <laughs> Morin Monovich, are you the new voice on the Down Dog Hit app? <laughs> Sounds just like you. Nope. <laughs> I got to download that app now because if I sound like it, maybe I have a, a future in voice voiceover work. <laughs> it's funny. 
All right, let's go down. <laughs> Drink some water, watching from Atlanta. Oh, we got a super chat. Dan, you didn't have to do that. Thank you so much for the super chat. That means a lot from you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, man, for all, of, for all that you do. I have so much fun watching your channel. Congrats on the baby and have a great weekend. Man, that is super nice. I really, really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Uh, go check out Dan's channel, The Ultra Dad. He's an ultra runner and a dad, if you couldn't guess from his username. And he's got a lot of videos about ultra running. And he also has a, a sweet Chase Summit hat I saw on his channel the other day. So go check him out. Ganesh R. Hi, Dave. Hey, thanks for joining. Do you anticipate uh, Garmin launching the next iteration of the TriWatch, the 745 in 2022? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like I said before, the 745 is such a weird position watch because, like, all of their watches became so capable. Like, the jump be be between the 245 to 945, I feel like the 7445 bridges it mostly, but I wish I had more battery life and more features. Um, when did the 745 come out? Was that 20, 2019? That's the case. We'll probably see one in 2022. Uh, can we use the chorus, paste, uh, chorus pod with the Phoenix 3HR? No, unfortunately. <clears throat> hey, I'm looking for a fitness tracker. What's the best one for heart rate tracking? Okay, in my testing so far, I will say the top picks in terms of heart rate accuracy from a sports watch. I'll give the, the top, top pick to the Apple Watch Series 6 and 7. Where is it? There it is. Yeah, for whatever reason... Did I lose my camera? I lost my overhead. It overheated. Oh no. <laughs> Come back to me. No, we might we may have lost the overhead. Um, so the Apple Watch Series 6 and 7 have the best heart rate performance accuracy that accuracy that I've seen from any watch. I'll give the number two pick to the Garmin Venue 2 and the 945 LTE because they both have that new. Garmin heart rate sensor, which is really good. Um, so I'll, I'll say those three. If you want like the best heart rate sensor on any watch, I think right now the Apple Watch may take that cake. And then a close second would be the Venue 2 and the 945 LTE. Do you recommend the Garmin 245? Yep, it's an awesome watch. Uh, I've got a full review about it compared to some other. I've actually... I'm working on a uh, 245 verse pace two video, course pace two video, because at the price, at the sale price of the 245, it's very close to the pace two and they've got a lot in common. So stay tuned for that video, probably coming next week. Uh, I've got the Apex Pro last month after listening to viewing your videos. Thanks again. Awesome. I hope you're enjoying it. That's a beast of a watch. Do you think the 400 245 is still worth buying 2021 given it's almost three years old? Yep, I do because it's on sale. I don't know if they'll they'll update that one soon. Maybe. Would you buy the Garmin Enduro over the Vertex 2? I have a whole video about that that you can go check out. Um, I got to say, they're two of my favorite watches right now. I just said this a little while ago. Like, they both do things well. Uh... I don't know. They're hard. It's a hard choice, <laughs> especially right now because the Vertex 2 is on, or the uh, Enduro is on sale for almost the same price as the Vertex 2. So they're really like head to head competition right now. 
And it's going to come down to your personal preference. The Enduro is a little bit lighter. I feel like it sits a little bit more comfortably on my wrist, but the Venue 2 is really good as well. And again, the Venue 2 has mapping. Enduro does not, but the mapping isn't real mapping. It's not like routable um, POI kind of maps. It's kind of a hybrid map. So I don't know. I would say if you're torn between the two, flip a coin. <laughs> They're both very good. Phoenix 6 Pro Sapphire Titanium. What do you think? Awesome watch. Get it. It's on sale. Switch from Samsung Galaxy 3 to the Chorus Apex Pro. And the Chorus is such a better watch. Reliable device with, for athletes. Uh, the G3 was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have the, uh, the Galaxy Watch 4, the newer one. And it was a great watch. I mean, like, for day-to-day -day use, just kind of wearing and checking your text messages and using Google Maps and stuff, really great. It has Spotify, offline music, which is great. But did not get good heart rate performance out of it, and GPS performance wasn't that great either. So, yeah, if you're looking for a sports watch, it's kind of a night and day difference when you move to a dedicated sports watch. Uh, Andrew Clarkin says, I don't know any of my friends that have an Apple Watch that have broken them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it happens because here's the thing. You're probably going to see pictures of broken Apple Watches out there because so many people have them. There's like millions of them out there. <laughs> They're probably the most purchased smartwatch on the market easily. So you're going to see broken ones, but I don't think they're that fragile. So I think that may be a misconception, especially if you buy some of the new, uh, some of the Apple watches have a Sapphire lens, which is really scratch resistant. And then you've got the aluminum or titanium body. Those things are tanks. Uh, is there a big difference between the Elevate 3 and Elevate 4 heart rate sensors from Garmin? From most reviews, it seems like there isn't a huge difference after the firmware updates on the Elevate 3. For me, the Elevate 4 has been a much better performer. Um, the Elevate 3 has gotten better, but the Venue 2 and the 945 LTE I have, they're just more consistent. I feel like I get, like, there's more good days than bad days, where on the Elevate 3.0, some days, for whatever reason, on my Phoenix 6, I'll get, like, a weird, you know, dropped heart rate for X amount of time. Uh, okay. How far <laughs> we've been on there for an hour and a half. Holy moly. By the way, if you are watching or you just joined, we've got 140 people watching right now. That's crazy. Um, check out the links in description. They help support the channel and check out this voice changer for epic deals. Oh, that didn't work, man. Didn't work. <laughs> I've got a voice changer set up, but it didn't work. I was trying to be cool there. Darn. I must've clicked a button before I <laughs> went live. <laughs> Anyways, uh, check out the links down below. And uh, again, I want to thank playbetter.com for sponsoring this live stream. They've been a big part of my channel for the past several months, and it's been awesome working with them. Check them out if you're interested in purchasing anything. On this Black Friday, Black Friday, baby, we're doing it. We're going to keep going. Hour and a half in. I'm going to go until I lose my voice. Continue answering your questions. Any rumors on the Phoenix 7? Oh, Erland, where were you 45 minutes ago, man? Or she, I'm not sure who you are, but <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Phoenix 7, I've talked about a bunch in the stream. Unfortunately, I don't know anything. Tim Pips, uh, Garmin Phoenix 6X Sapphire or the Phoenix 6 Sapphire? Depends if you can deal with a big watch or not. That's really what it comes down to. 
Garmin Instinct Solar or the Pace 2. Um, somebody else just asked it. it. Like I said, they're very different. If you're a runner, get the Pace 2. If you're a hiker or an outdoorsy or outdoorsy person, get the Instinct Solar. Do you recommend the Garmin 245? A lot of repeat questions. Yes, it's a good watch. Uh, hey, bro, that's a sick watch. I have it too. Nice. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Any smartwatch recommendations for indoor, outdoor rowing? I'm sorry. That's not a sport I'm involved in, but I think a lot of the modern day Garmin's and the Koros and Suntos, Polar has it. A lot of them have it, but I don't Are there like special sensors that you need to pair to the watches for that activity? I'm not really sure. Hi from Israel. Oh, awesome. Thanks for joining. Love this channel. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Let's talk cameras, Max. <laughs> My favorite topic, man. Uh, recently got a Nikon Z6 Mark II. I think it's a good, good for vlogging too. Yeah, um, I haven't tried the Z6. I'm a Sony shooter myself, but that is, that is a nice camera. You should be enjoying that. The only issue I had with Nikon was their lenses were crazy expensive. I say that with crazy expensive lenses everywhere. Merry Christmas, Dad. That is my son. Guessing cash. I'm going to turn my camera back on. Merry Christmas, cash. He's on his mom's account saying Merry Christmas. Does the Garmin Phoenix 6S Pro Solar have a track run mode like the Garmin Foreigner 745? Yes, it does. A lot of the newer Garmins, including the 245, the 55, I believe, um, they all got that track run. Let me double check. Yep, track run is on the 55. Um, so they all they all have it now. I would check out any of the modern day Garmin's. I think they're going to just put it on everything now because it seems like kind of a easy for them to implement. Al says, "Hi, I want to buy the Garmin Venue 2 for my wife. Any suggestions besides that? If she's got an iPhone, I would check out the Apple Watch. That's probably the closest competition to the Venue 2. Um, if she's got an Android, check out the Tick Watch. And it's kind of it. So, <laughs> I'm going to say on that. Chris Moore, I really want the Venue 2, but $350 is still steep. Yes, it's still not a cheap watch, but man, it is a great one. I really enjoy the Venue 2. Um, so many features, great display, and a lot of activity profiles. I really hope someday that they merge their like top flagship devices with the Venue 2 technology with the newer um, display and stuff because that would be a really cool meshing. <clears throat> when is Garmin going to make a good sleep tracker? I think they do. I think some of them are pretty good now. Not all of them. Are there any good solar watches besides the Garmin Instinct Solar? Um, yeah, so if you're into like the G-Shock stuff, uh, the GHW8, GSWH1000, I think that's what this one's called. Uh, this one's a cool watch. And the crazy thing about this, this G-Shock, I can't show it to you on this camera because it died on me. But I got this thing, let's see, I don't know, eight months ago. And it's still, still on. And I haven't charged it since then. And the battery still says full which is crazy. Um, the odd thing about that is the battery life in standby mode is bonkers. It goes forever, but in GPS mode is pretty limited. I think it was 24 hours in GPS mode. That's kind of what I care about more. But if you want to watch that's just 
lasts forever in standby mode and is a great like everyday kind of read your text messages and you know do the basic stuff the the g-shocks are still pretty interesting if you can swallow the massive size let's focus on it there we go the massive size of this thing because it is a very very large watch Any tips for running in the winter? Um, I'm still learning myself. I've lived here in the Northeast for my entire life and running in the winter is still a challenge. Two pairs of socks is a must on cold days. Uh, I like to bring hand warmers, chemical hand warmers and keep them in my pockets or a vest or something. If I really start to get cold, I can jam them in my shoes. Um, and the final tip I will say is screw shoes are my favorite. Uh, I just take old trail running shoes and put sheet metal screws into the back of them and they're that adds traction to the shoe without like putting a micro spikes or anything over them really good for pack down trails in the winter uh, so you don't slide around too much cheesy biscuit if you had to choose one watch for the rest of your life which one would you choose by the way i love your content i just i think i just talked about this but i would have to choose between vertex 2 enduro and a phoenix 6 and i'd probably go with the phoenix 6 if i could only have one Again, subjective. That's just my opinion. Um, we just answered that, I think. Are there any good... Um, oh, hey, from Kenna, Phoenix 6 Pro or 945 LTE? Yeah, it's a tough call. Um, if, you're, if you want the LTE function, it's kind of a no-brainer. If you want better build quality, go for the Phoenix 6. Uh, the 945 LTE is awesome, though. It's got a better heart rate sensor and a better GPS chip. Are there any good... Oh, he just answered that. Oh, he, he asked this question a bunch of times. Thanks, you're welcome. I'm going to scroll down. I think I'm behind. Mm -hmm. How about some Christmas music for everybody? Yeah, while, while I scroll. There we go. Scrolling, scrolling. Got one. Best running earbuds, funny you ask. I just posted a whole video about the best running earbuds um, last week. Go check that out. I think my personal pick right now are the Beats Fit Pro earbuds. These are currently my favorite. Um, I reviewed them on the channel and they have the best fit, Beats Fit. Um, best fit of any earbud I've tried. That's my opinion. My ears may be different than yours, but they don't fall out, which I really like. A close runner-up is going to be the Jaybird Vistas because they're, they've are they been my favorite for a very long time. Um, and these are all on sale as well. Actually, these are not. The Beats are not. But check this out. Back to the deal tracker page. Again, link for this is in the description. I, I'm going to be updating this all day and night. Try to keep as ahead of it as I can. But if we go to running earbuds, you can see all of them here. The... Uh, Vista 1s are $50 off right now. The Vista 2s are $70 off today. And they come in at, what are they, $129, I think? Yeah, $129 for the Vista 2s. That is a really good deal. So if you're in the market for earbuds, that's hard to beat. They are killer earbuds. I've, I've used these a lot. Love the sound. Love the transparency mode. Um, you know, can't say a bad thing about them. But if the Beats Fit Pro were the same price, I would go with the Beats Fit Pro. Given that these are on sale, I would go with these because that is a 
steel. You could buy two of these for the price of Beats Fit Pro almost. Man, I'm starting to ramble because I've been on the air so long. Going on two hours. Let's keep it, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. What do we got here? I tried the Garmin Venue 2 and I just didn't like those long lugs and the menu isn't intuitive. Hmm, the long lugs. It's pretty small lug to lug distance, I thought. But yeah, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you, maybe you don't like that newer Garmin interface and maybe using like a Phoenix 6 would be more intuitive to you. <clears throat> Kimmy B, what would be the best watch for someone who primarily power lifts and weight trains but does run three times a week and occasionally kayaks? Sounds like you're kind of a multi-sport person, in which case I would say Garmin 745, 945, 945 LTE or um, Chorus Apex, Apex Pro, uh, Polar Vantage V2. I mean, there's a lot of them that'll cover all those uh, needs. Even the Polar Grid X Pro, Sunto 9 Peak would do all those things. Uh, it's kind of up to you which one looks best to you, what kind of battery life you want. And what activities are primary for you? Hope that helps. Hi, what would you recommend for runners, swimmers that have contactless payment function? Oh, that's a good question. Um, again, the Phoenix 6 would probably be the one to go for if you're heavy into activity tracking and um, also want contactless payment. Oh, man. <laughs> My neighbor here is playing music. I hope that's not coming through. Uh, the Phoenix 7, yeah, not out yet. <laughs> so many people asked. Eric Ruman says, you do a fantastic job, Dave. Hi from cold Indiana. Hoping your Thanksgiving was great. Thanks, Eric. That means a lot. Sebastian, any experience with the map app for the non-Phoenix watches? DW map free and premium. I've tried them. I didn't have great luck with them, but I know some people really, they use them regularly, so maybe I'm just... The old guy who can't figure it out. I uh, just purchased a 245 Music. Looking forward to going for a run and not lugging my phone along. Good deal for $100 off. Yeah, crazy deals going on right now. How come you never talk about the uh, Venue SQ? Is it not a good wa watch? No, it's actually a great watch. It's a little bit older, and I did actually review it, and there is a comparison video. I've got from back in the day, comparing it to the Apple Watch SE, I think. So go check those out if you want to learn more about it. It's not the most recent watch, so that's why I don't talk about it as often. Okay, uh, Victor says, favorite running clothing. Uh, right now, I've been on a kick with Lululemon. Sounds weird, because I thought Lululemon only sold my wife's... Um, leggings that she buys. She really likes their stuff, but it turns out they have really nice stuff for men as well. So I've been wearing, like if you watch any of my vlog videos of me running, I'm wearing either a blue shirt or a dark shirt with like sprinkles on it. Both of those are Lululemon and I've been wearing their shorts as well. Also, I've been really on a kick with a pair of shorts called the T8 Sherpa short. And that's in one of my videos, I think packing for a hundred mile ultra. I showed those shorts off. Those are awesome. Didn't you actually check if the, any, any of these have Black Friday deals? I'm sure they do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my favorites right now. Uh, 
any rumors on the Garmin Vivo Active 5 or the Venue 2 is the new Vivo Active? This is a question I've been wondering myself because the big issue with the original Venue was that it didn't have great battery life, but then the Venue 2 came out and they kind of resolved that. It has pretty good battery life for a watch with an OLED display. So I've been wondering if they're going to even do the Vivo Active anymore because what's the, what's the benefit? If the Venue 2 is essentially a Vivo Active with a nicer display, why bother with two product lines when they could just do it with one. I think that's unfortunately what might happen for people who really liked that Vivo Active um, design. I feel like it might go away, but I could be wrong. Hi from Canada. Thoughts on the Phoenix 6 Pro versus the LTE. They're very similar. Um, you're getting basically the same features with the exception of power modes and mapping themes on the Phoenix 6. But the 945 is a great watch, and it does have that new LTE feature. So if you're interested in that, it's kind of an easy choice. Good morning from NZ. Uh, is that New Zealand? Good morning to you. Thanks for watching. Uh, yes, the the Venue 2 SQ, sorry, I'm mixing everything up now, would be good for cycling. Uh, does your voice change or make you sound like Darth Vader? Yeah, it d drops into like a very deep tone. I'm, I'm bummed it didn't work. I thought I had it turned on. In your opinion, what is the best non-Garmin alternative to the 745? I would say the Coros, yeah, Coros uh, Apex or the Polar Vantage V2. I'm a diver, but I also run a lot. Would you recommend the Garmin Descent Mark II? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a beast. I haven't tried it. But that's what it's made for is for diving. I don't dive, so I can't tell you, like, what features do and stuff. But it seems like what people get for diving and looks pretty impressive. My wife dropped and lost my 745 at IMAS over the weekend. Recommended a uh, new 745 or is the 945 worth the cost? I would say go for the 945 LTE. I would skip the 945. It's a good watch, but for $50 more, you get a lot of new things in the 945 LTE and not just that LTE function, which you don't necessarily even have to use, um, you get other stuff, better GPS, better heart rate sensor, and it's 50 bucks more. Buy nice or buy twice, baby. That's what I say. Sebastian says, thanks, Dave, and hit, hit the like button. Thank you, Sebastian, appreciate that. All right, I think I'm caught up, crazy. Chase the Summit, uh, I'm looking at a watch to track my badminton progress. I play six times a week. Looking for a watch that tracks my steps, calories burned, and heart rate. Which watch would you recommend? I'm sorry, I don't know a whole lot about badminton, but um, I think a lot of the modern garments track that. I could be wrong. Sorry, I can't be more helpful. All right, so let's let's just jump through the deal tracker page real quick to talk about some of these deals. Um, I think we all know about the garments right now. They're Crazy discounts, $250 off the Phoenix 6, $100 off. This one's interesting. $100 off the Tactics Delta. That is a very expensive watch. $1,100 watch, right? They dropped it down to 1000 bucks. The cool thing about this watch is that you get a sapphire lens, but you also get a solar function, which is, this is the only Garmin that does that, but it is $1,000. I, I, see, I secretly really want one. And uh, I don't think I can swing it. Maybe if I, maybe if I sell a handful of these, I can, I can swing a Tactics Delta. 
Now, below that, we've got... Uh, we'll, we'll skip over Garmin because we've talked a lot about that. If you weren't here for the Coros talk, the Vertex 1 is $100 off. That is a really good deal. $499 for the Coros Vertex 1. And then you can check out Coros' trading program, which is a great deal. Um, if you've got a old watch kicking around, you can get some money for it towards the Coros. Sunto, there are some sales. I didn't list all of them. I think I'm missing a couple sales here on the deals page. Uh, Sunto 9 Barrow is $149 off. And then you get the Sunto 5 for $100 off. I don't have a ton of experience with the 5, but it looks like an interesting value proposition there. Polar watches are, like we just saw, they're all on sale. I have to update my, my deal tracker page to reflect um, the Black Friday sales on Polar's website. But on Amazon, you can get the Grid X for $9,200 off and the M2, the Vantage V, um, the Vantage M2 for a pretty big discount as well. Apple wearables, we've got the Series 6, $75 off. That's a great deal because it's very much, it's almost the same exact thing as the Series 7 with a slightly smaller display. That's $75 off, so you can get a great deal on that. And you can get the Apple Watch SE for $219 right now. It's actually uh, more than $20 off. Fitbit has a bunch of sales going on. I don't cover a lot of Fitbit content, but you can get some pretty good deals today on Amazon. Like I talked about earlier, the TicWatch Pro 3 GPS, TicWatch Pro 3 GPS Ultra, both on sale with huge discounts. You can get the Pro 3 for $199 now. That's $100 off. The E3 for $139, that's a huge discount of $60 off. And at $139, that makes it like a cheap Google Wear OS device um, with a really fast processor and a great display. Samsung also getting in on the Black Friday deals with uh, $50 off the Galaxy Watch 4. Action cameras, I got a kind of a random list here. Um, the GoPros are marked down. DJI Action is marked down. Insta360 has discounts on all of their cameras. So if you click this link, you'll get a list of all of the Insta360 cameras that are on sale. Their discounts are varying. So you get $30, $30 off the Go2 and $20 off or like $24, $23 off the X2. <clears throat> And then uh, a bunch of earbuds, discounts. The Jaybirds, like I said, crazy deals on the Jaybird Vista 2s. Jaybird Vista 1s you can get for 100 bucks right now, which is crazy. And the Vista 1s right here are still some of the best earbuds out there for running and active use. Great deal for 100 bucks. That's like, that's like what you used to pay for um, like no-name brand wireless earbuds. Now you can get a high-quality pair for 100 bucks. Beats Studio Buds are $99 today. Again, high quality pair of Beats earbuds for $99. These got to be really limited deals. I, I can only assume that by tomorrow we're going to see a lot of this stuff um, fade away. AirPods Pro, $80 off. Sony's, $30 off. And the Earfun Free Pro, this is probably a brand you've never heard of, but I really like them. I've got the Earfun Free Pro 1s and 2s here. Um, these are both awesome earbuds and you can get these for like 50 bucks or less. Again, high quality pair of earbuds with wireless charging with ANC for under 50 bucks. <clears throat> Down at the bottom here, I get some sensors that are interesting to me. We've got the Polar H10 discounted. Um, here, the Stride Pod is for sale, but they don't sell on Amazon. So it's just a link to their website. 10% off. They usually don't have discounts. So... Pretty good deal on the Stripod right now if you're interested in that. 
and uh, Power Labs. These are uh, chest chest bands and arm band heart rate sensors. They're um, really reliable and very affordable. And not only are they affordable, they're on sale. You can get this chest band for, let's find out, 45 bucks. Crazy. I use these all the time. Great accuracy for a chest-based ECG sensor. And down at the bottom here, uh, we've got some miscellaneous running gear that I found interesting. The BioLite 750 headlamp, that's a headlamp I use personally, really like it, super bright, and it has a strobe on the back so people can see you from behind. That's coming in $25 off, $75 for that, crazy. And not only that, all of BioLite stuff is on sale. You can see here, I don't know how long this will last, but great deals. Um, and the final thing I've got on here is Black Diamond's sales on all their headlamps. Uh, they're all marked down, so I'm not even going to read them out, but there's some good deals in there as well, and I really like Black Diamond stuff as well. Things I haven't looked into too much yet have been shoes. There's probably deals out there. I briefly looked at Hoka and Ultra. There weren't big deals there, so uh, let me know in the comments if you find anything interesting because I would like to add it to my list here. Keeping this list kind of for me, kind of for you. Uh, so we have a central location to find things that are applicable to... Um, running gear, fitness tech. Okay, and with that, I'm gonna bring back my music. There it is. I wanna thank everybody for coming to this live stream. It's been a lot of fun. We're two hours in now. I'm gonna wrap it up so I can spend some time with my family, get a run in today. Um, I really appreciate you guys, uh, guys and gals, joining this conversation, dropping into the chat. It's been a lot of fun talking about all the deals today, just answering questions in general. Again, I want to thank playbetter.com for sponsoring this live stream. And I want to thank them, if you're watching, for, for contributing and, and personally for being a part of the channel for so long. Um, it's been a great partnership with them and uh, I'm looking forward to continuing into 2022 um, with lots of new content in conjunction with their help. So check out playbetter.com. Check out the links in the description down below. They help support the channel. Check out the deal tracker page. Didn't realize I still had that up on the screen. Check out the deal tracker page for more information and a continuous update on what's going on. Um, yeah, I think that's it, folks. I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. And uh, thank you for uh, being a part of this live stream. I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks again.